Hello again, Landmark Church. Uh, welcome to our podcast. This is my story. Uh, today I've got Nikki Stedman here. Nikki gave her uh, testimony this morning at church, and it was fantastic. I know that a lot of people were, were touched by that testimony. And right now she's going to be sharing maybe a little bit more about that testimony. Um, I know she's she's ready to, to talk more about it. We're going to have some conversation here. Uh, Nikki, I'm excited. Thanks for being here. And uh, I'm going to, where I want you to start off with, Nikki, is I want you to start off with, let's just say kind of where you were born, where you were raised. Let's kind of start at the very beginning. Let's go back, take our time, we'll walk our way through it. So uh, where exactly were you, were you born? Where, 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 does, where does Nikki start off at? In 1976, I was born in Purcell, Oklahoma. Awesome. Purcell, Oklahoma, huh? Okay, and then uh, right now you're living you're living in Purcell? Is no, I right? live in Washington, Oklahoma. You're living in Oklahoma. Washington right now, okay. Uh, so, so take me through a little bit of where you felt like everything maybe started to kind of go downhill for you. When I was 13 years old, I started drinking and hanging around with gang members and just doing things I wasn't proud of. Um, and most of the time I was too messed up to realize what I was doing anyways. Yeah, yeah. And uh, was it, how, what was your household like? Did, was it just you? Uh, did you have any brothers and sisters? I was an only child and it was just me and my mom. Yeah, just, just you guys in the house. And do you feel like that kind of contributed to that, to you kind of looking for for some other, uh, I don't know, maybe some, some support elsewhere, and that's just kind of the group that you fell in? Well, I didn't know my father, okay. and so it caused me to look for attention from men the yeah. wrong way. Yeah, I understand that. So let's talk a little bit about maybe how you, how, how did you end up uh, going to to the Hope Center. Can you take us back to kind of the start of that story, how you ended up going to the Hope Center? Because I know you, you're a graduate of our Purcell Hope Center. Yes. We're excited about that, and we're so happy for you. Um, and I've got to see your transformation over the years, and it's, it's amazing to see what God's done in your life. But why don't we start it, you know, right about where, maybe the first time you heard about, about the Hope Center, and take us through what you can remember going through leading up to uh, maybe some downfalls into that as well. Well, I was doing pretty good. If you looked at my life from the outside, um, my son had was living with me. Mm -hmm. I was working a job. Um, I had stopped using. Uh, I was still selling pills, but um, and I started praying. You know, I would do good, and then I would, you know, just mess up and yeah. self sabotage mm -hmm. and. So I started praying for the Lord to reveal some things to me because I knew something wasn't right, you know. Yeah. And um, and it was love. And so I was obedient to when he, when he told me to go to the Hope Center yeah. because there was something missing. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did, did somebody mention the Hope Center to you before then? Is that, where exactly did you hear about, about the Hope Center Ministries? Through Landmark Church. Okay. I remember okay. Um, watching, I don't online um christy came from tennessee here yes mm -hmm. and i remember thinking oh that's great and i worked right down the road from there okay okay so that at, at that time it probably just kind of came 
came in one ear, but you remembered it on down well, the road. Well, I actually wanted to work there. Okay. okay. Because I, I, had, I was clean, but like I said, I kept self-sabotaging with just do it, not drugs, but. Right. I understand. I understand. Um, and so what was your experience like at the, at the Hope Center? Well, it was really rough. Was it? Um, not because the program was really hard. It was just, you know, I had to go through things that I had been running away from for so long with the Lord yeah. to really get the, um, the healing that I needed. Right. I totally understand that. Do you, do you feel like, um, going to the Hope Center that you revealed things, um, just, you know, going from your story, listen to your story this morning, do you feel like going to the Hope Center, some things emerged that maybe you didn't realize about yourself? Yes. Well, can can you share or elaborate on some of those? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot about that, but is there anything that you could, you know, that share that came to your mind about that? Well, I was able to learn how to forgive myself. Um, the first night I was at the Hope Center, I remember we came to Landmark Church, mm -hmm. and I said a forgiveness prayer, and when I forgive myself, it was like a big, heavy lifted off of me, you know, um, and then from then on out, I was able, I saw things differently. I started to see myself the way that the Lord saw me, and, and I just continued working through the things that I had run away from. I was able to admit things that I had did that I, you know, God knew, but yeah. I was able to yeah. voice them and, and get the true healing that I needed because once I voiced some of the deep, dark things, um, yeah. I was able, the enemy was no longer able to torture me with those things right. because they were in the light. You're so true. It's a, <laughs> you're doing such a wonderful job. I know that. I know you were nervous coming here today, but that you're doing a fantastic job. So hope that you know that. Thank you. Um, it's Jesus. <laughs> amen to that. Amen to that. Um, so I'll, I do want to kind of go backwards a little bit right now. Um, you talked about getting in with the wrong crowd early on in life. Um, let's talk about uh, early on, maybe uh, maybe your twenties, thirties. What was life like for you at that point? Because you you mentioned uh, that before you went to the Hope Center, you had been clean. Uh, was there was there any person or anything in that time frame that that helped you get to that point that you could think of? Well, I would watch Justin on, on the sermon on, online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Nikki, so let's talk about your time after the, uh, the Hope Center. Uh, I want you to kind of take us through, I don't want to say even in order, but I, I know some of the awesome things that have happened in your life since that time with Hope Center and since your time uh, moving forward, just even last year, some exciting things. I want to finish with that because I believe there's a redeeming power in God, and that's part of your story. Uh, so take us through your graduation. You, know, you had your graduation here at Landmark Church from the Hope Center. Uh, what happened after that? After that, um, I stayed at the Hope Center, I think, until the middle part of February. Um, when I was at the Hope Center, I worked for a lady named Ryan Bailey in Winniewood, and she had talked about opening a sober living called the Hedge House. So I went ahead. I went down there in 
uh, a little uh, movie the last part of February. Okay. And I helped her start the hedge house, which okay. is so a, you actually helped start the hedge house. That's so cool. Where where did you guys? Where was the hedge house located? It's in Winniewood, Oklahoma. Okay. okay. And I was there for a total of 16 months. Okay. And I served as house manager there for 13 months. That's so cool. Uh, any any big experiences that really kind of still in your in your memory of really cool things that happened there? Well, I got to watch women come in, and I got to see the transformation. I got to see them get baptized and accept Jesus into their lives, and and um, just relationships that I had um, of the ladies there that were kind of, you know, we were at the Hope Center together, and right. but we are awesome sisters in Christ now, and I wouldn't change those relationships forever yeah. for anything. I mean, Nikki, I just want to tell you, you've been um, been such a uh, such a glowing presence at Landmark Church, and the way that you worship each and every Sunday—it's uh, it really is truly awesome to watch you worship. I could see what God has done in your life. Uh, something really needs happened, though, if if I'm not mistaken. Didn't uh, do we do we have a wedding? Yes, recently. I, yes, I I married my best friend, and we've been together for nine years. That's he, so cool. He stuck with me through the Hope Center, um, and while I was at the Hedge House, and. You know, he's, he showed up to every family support night. Um, he came to church with me, yeah. and he still continues to come to church with me. Right, and, and he even played some cornhole with us at the uh, at the Connect Group. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, super nice guy. I'm so happy for you guys. Uh, now, is there anything? Tell us, what, what are you doing right now? Are, are you working? Yes. Uh, what exactly are you doing right now? I work at Hobby Lobby Distribution Center. So proud of you for that. And you're living in Washington. Um, and I know that uh, you got a beautiful family. I enjoy seeing your family here at church on Sunday mornings as well. Um, is there anything else before we get off here? You've done a wonderful job talking here today. Is there anything else that you want to get off your chest, a message that you want to get out there? Because our whole goal with these podcasts is, is to let your story be shared as much as possible with our, our testimonies and service. And then with the podcast, it's so easily shared. We want to get your story out there. So anything right now that you want to talk about, that you want to get off your chest, that you want to say, uh, I just want to give you the opportunity to do so. Well, we've only shared a short version of my story. Yes. So I plan on sharing it at CRs because there's some deep, dark stuff in it that I, you know, I know other people struggle with the same things. Mm -hmm. And so God is so good and he forgives us all for anything you know we're, we never go too far away from him he's always chasing after us even if we're running away from him exactly right um, exactly right. I just hope my my testimony encourages someone else to be forgiven and to learn to love you know the way Jesus loves amen to that and I know that your story will touch multiple people and I know that you're going to continue to do God's work. Um, I know that coming in here today wasn't easy. I know that sitting down here today wasn't easy, but you've done a fantastic job sharing your story. Uh, you've done a fanta fantastic job of being a light um, in this community. And I know that you are who you are at work and everywhere you go. I can truly see the work that God has done. I've been able to watch you transform from your time at the Hope Center. I'm so glad to have been a part and been able to see that. Um, but thank you for sitting down here today with me. And uh, one last time, anything else you want to say? 
Not that I'm forcing you to. Just God keep... loves us. God and God loves us, and I love everyone too. Amen. Not the way the world loves, but the way God loves. You're exactly right. Uh, Landmark Church, I want to thank you for uh, joining me and Nikki Stedman on our podcast. Uh, make sure that you guys share this, subscribe to our Landmark Church podcast for future podcasts. And uh, this is David Sykes with Landmark Church, and I will see you guys later. Thank you. Hello again, everyone. I've got Nikki Stedman here. And she wanted to share a second part of her story. She has written down her testimony, and I'm going to let her read that testimony now. Nikki? My name is Nikki, and this is my story. Well, actually, it's God's story. I'm a grateful believer of Jesus Christ, and I celebrate victory over drug addiction, mental health issues, self-harm, and self-sabotage. I'm 45 years old. My sober date is 12-11-2019. In Revelation 12-11, it tells us that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimonies. I have struggled trying to write this because once again I have believed the lies of the enemy telling me that it won't be good enough. I was Born on December 21, 1976, in Purcell, Oklahoma, to Betty Harper. My mother was just 16 years old when she had me. I didn't know my earthly father, and I made sure to remind my mom of this every day. I didn't grow up in church and didn't fit in anywhere. I realized many years later it was because God made me to stand out. I started drinking when I was 13 years old. I would sneak out of the house and hang around gang members. I won't go into detail on things that I did, and I was too messed up to remember most of them anyways. I had my first abortion when I was 15 years old. The guilt and shame caused me to drink and drug even more. It took many years to forgive myself for this. I spent most of my teenage years going back and forth from my mom and Mima's house. When my mom didn't give me my way, I would go to Mima's. I entered St. Anthony's Juvenile Psych Ward when I was 15 years old. I was diagnosed with bipolar, multiple personality disorder, anxiety, depression, and ADHD. I was put on all different kinds of medication. I chose to self-medicate with drugs and alcohol instead. I attempted suicide many times. I had my first daughter when I was 18. I stayed sober through this pregnancy. When she was six months old, I was pregnant again. When she was born, her dad and I had broke up. My girls were often left with my mom so I could run around, chase men, drink, and do drugs. In 2003, my son was born. I wish I could say that being pregnant with my son was enough to stay sober, but this time it wasn't. It took me a long time to forgive myself for this because he was born with some health issues. His father and I stayed together for a while. It was a toxic relationship for both of us. He shot me up for the first time. 
The feeling I felt only one other time when I was at the altar surrendering everything to Jesus. Here I was doing things I said I would never do. I started my pill addiction by repeatedly being prescribed pain pills for various medical conditions. In 2008, I was addicted to Oxycontin. I spent over $12,000 in six weeks on this habit. When I first started taking them, they made me feel like superwoman. In the end, I was taking them to avoid being sick. I was at a crossroad. I had no more money to get any more, and I went to detox at TRC. I did things that I'm not proud of to get money to feed my addiction. I thought sex was love, and I wanted to feel loved, so I allowed men to use me. On December 11, 2019, I made one of the hardest decisions of my life. I was obedient to the Lord and went to the Hope Center. While I was there, I worked through all the things in my life that I had been running away from for so long. I learned how to be still and let the Lord fill me with His perfect love. He put my heart back together, one broken piece at a time. Today, I am able to love people and myself the way Jesus loves them. While I was at the Hope Center, I attended Celebrate Recovery. I didn't think I would make it to be 45. I thought I would die in addiction. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Thank you, Landmark Church, for loving and accepting me the way Jesus does. I'm a living testimony of what God can do if you surrender to God's will on a daily basis. It isn't easy to trust Jesus. I don't believe once an addict, always an addict. I serve a God that can heal, restore, and redeem. There's no doubt in my mind if I keep my eyes on Jesus, stay in His Word, serve at church, be active and celebrate recovery, mentor other women who struggle with some of the things I struggled with that I will stay sober. I know God is the only way. I have tried multiple treatment facilities. After I graduated the Hope Center, I moved to Winniewood, Oklahoma to help start a sober living called the Hedge House. I served as house manager for 13 months there and I lived there for a total of 16 months. Since leaving the Hedge House, I married my best friend who has stood beside me and walked through this journey with me. He loves me unconditionally. My son is a senior this year and lives with me. I have three grandkids that I get to spend time with and be a part of their lives. My son thinks I'm an inspiration to him. That makes my heart happy. I wasn't a good daughter, mother, friend when I was in my addiction. I had a Jesus-shaped hole in my heart that I tried to fill with drugs, alcohol, sex, men, and other things, other things, any, and anything other than Jesus. When people ask me why I'm always in a good mood, I give all the glory to, to the Lord because I used to be a really negative person. As Christians, people are always watching. Some people are secretly wanting you to fail. They watch to see how you handle everyday life situations. If you're feeling depressed or feeling sorry for yourself, help someone else. 
it will make you feel better. Everyone is affected by alcoholism and drug addiction in one way or another. If more people would admit they had a problem, it would end the stigma and more people would be willing to admit that they had a problem too. Anything I am or ever will be is because the good Lord showed me mercy and grace and saved me and saved me from myself. What the enemy used to try and destroy me with, God used to refine me. I may have been born an only child, but I have sisters in Christ forever. When anyone ever tells me you got this, I say you better give it to Jesus. Your background doesn't not hinder your future with God. All he needs is a willing heart and he can use you. I was a people pleaser and now I just want to please God. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I hope my story will encourage someone else. Thank you for letting me share. I cannot be shaken. It is well with my soul.